Episode 13, How Nomads Ruled China, One Country, Two Systems. Hi there, and welcome to Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. I am Patrick Flannery. So, following our previous episode, we can see that no one involved ever thought there would be a 120-year era of peace after the Qianyuan Treaty was signed. Compared to the nomads before them, the Liao Kingdom, established by Tidan, or Kitan people in the north, had undergone significant changes. Today, let's talk about how this dynasty of a minority ethnic group named Liao ruled the Central Plains. What is the difference between the Liao Kingdom and former nomads, such as the Xiongnu and Tujua, or Turks, as well as the former Qin and Northern Wei dynasties? To answer it in one concise sentence, the Liao dynasty created its own characters and written language. Not only the Liao, but also the Jin, Tangut, Western Xia, the Mongol Yuan, and the Manchu Qing dynasties. These regimes of ethnic minorities created their own written characters. This made a huge difference. Because of this, the nomads in the north entered a stage called Conquering Dynasties, which featured three characteristics. First, it was unlike the previous Xiongnu and Tujua, or Turks, who lived on their own grasslands and raided farming areas only to harass and loot when needed. It was also unlike the former Qin and Northern Wei and the Northern Dynasties, who entered the Central Plains and gave up their nomadic pastoralism, and then sinicized into a farming civilization. The Liao Dynasty considered the two civilizations of farming and herding. Second, the Liao established a symbiotic relationship between its tribe and the ruled Han Chinese people. It did not force the Han to obey the rules of ethnic groups on the grasslands, nor did it adopt the methods of the Han to rule its own tribes. Simply put, the Liao implemented one country, two systems. Third, while absorbing the advanced Han culture, the Liao created its own written characters, thereby establishing its own cultural consciousness. Here we have the story of one country, two systems, beginning with the Liao dynasty. After its establishment, it adopted a policy to use the traditional grassland system to manage the people of Qidan or Kitan, while ruling the Han with the Han system. The Liao Kingdom used the Tang Dynasty system for managing the Han. Let's introduce the second emperor of Liao, Emperor Taizong, whose personal name was Yao Gu and Sinicized name was Ye Lu Di Guang. The emperor and Han officials wore Han clothes, and the queen mother and Kitan officials wore Hu clothes. Before Emperor Taizong defeated the later Jing Dynasty, Liao was called Kitan. After defeating Hu Jin, he reclaimed the throne in Kaifeng, in today's Hunan province, and changed his country's name to the Chinese character, Liao. This was a move to show respect to the Central Plains. Because Liao was much easier for the Han to understand, the new country name exemplified the ruler's ambition to rule the Central Plains. It's called Liao in history books written in Chinese. However, in other parts of the world, such as the Western regions, Central Asia, and Europe, the dynasty was still called Kitan, or Cathay. We'll discuss this topic in a future episode about Marco Polo and his renowned book. You are listening to Some You Missed in Chinese History, written and produced by Zhuhuang, presented by Patrick Thunder. For now, another example. 
the Liao dynasty had always maintained a system of parading around the country. That is, the emperor of Liao seldom lived in any of the capitals. There were five capitals in the Liao dynasty, including the Xiangjing, or supreme capital of Linhuang, the Zhongjing, or central capital of Dading, the Dongjing, or eastern capital of Liaoyang, the Nanjing, or southern capital of Xijin, and the Xijing, or western capital of Datong. The emperors of Liao did not live in any of the five capitals, but camped with the imperial court in different regions within this realm. The system was called Nabo through the Four Seasons. In addition to fishing, hunting, and keeping cool in the summer, Nabo activities included praying to the heavens and for rain, worshipping the mountains and ancestors, discussing affairs of the state, handling governmental affairs, and receiving foreign envoys and tributes. Therefore, the mobile political center of Liao moved along with the camp of emperors. This was the traditional custom of the Khitan people. This Nabo system existed in both the Jin and Yuan dynasties. Later, in the Qing dynasty, emperors such as Kangxi and Qianlong would hunt in the Mulan paddock in Chengde every year, not only to maintain the vitality of the nobles and the guards, but also to show their strength in deterring the tribes beneath them. The one country, two systems policy was maintained throughout the Liao dynasty and obtained considerable benefits. Here's another example. The national surname of Liao is Yelu. After the demise of the Liao kingdom, a powerful figure named Ye Lu Chusai stood out among the descendants of the Ye Lu royal family. He was a minister of Mongolia and a counselor to Genghis Khan. After Genghis Khan defeated the Jin dynasty, he fought in the western regions for a long time and did not have time to manage the central plains. The officials who managed the central plains became corrupt, extorted excessive taxes and levies, and gave very little to the national treasury. The Mongolian ministers didn't know how to manage the Han region, so they proposed, it is better to kill or drive these people out and turn the Central Plains area into pastures to herd our horses. Think about it. If this proposal had been implemented, what would the northern part of China have become? What would all of China have become? At that moment, Yelu Chusai admonished Genghis Khan. All taxes from the Central Plains were then turned over to the National Treasury, including taxes on land, commerce, salt, wine, iron, and manufacturing, as well as products from the mountains, forests, rivers, lakes, gardens, ponds, and swamps. As a result, the Central Plains region delivered 500,000 tails of silver, 80,000 pieces of silk, and more than 20,000 tons of grain to the Yuan Empire every year. Such a policy allowed the Yuan dynasty to earn more money, which guaranteed a strong preservation of the lives and culture of the Han. You see, Yelu Chusai had inherited the political wisdom of one country, two systems during the Liao dynasty. Did you know that a heavy rain was responsible for the demise of a dynasty during which the Great Wall was built? Italian merchant and explorer Marco Polo finished his masterpiece about China in prison. And an emperor proclaimed African giraffes as magical Chinese unicorns, Qilin. Follow the podcast, Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. To learn more fun facts during the past few thousand years in this country with Patrick Flannery. Thank you for listening to Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. In our next episode, we'll talk about the Maritime Silk Road, the nautical section of the historic route 
that connected China with Southeast Asia, the Indian subcontinent, the Arabian Peninsula, Somalia, Egypt, and Europe. I'm Patrick Flannery. I'll see you next time. Special thanks go out to Sanlian Zhongdu for their help in creating the content for this show. If you like the podcast, please give us a rating and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen.